This is the Alternative Edge, home of KBVU Podcasts. Welcome to Score Check. The boys are back. Oh man, oh man. What do we have for trivia today, Daniel? Who has the most passing touchdowns in NCAA single season history? Joe Burrow, Colt Brennan, or Dwayne Haskins? I don't feel like it's Joe Burrow. I feel like it is Joe Burrow. But I don't know the other two people, so I kind of want to go Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins, Ohio State quarterback, now plays for the Redskins. Colt Brennan, guys, former. Yeah, got big. Um, yeah, Cole we're going Brennan Joe Burrow. We're going Joe is, Burrow. Uh, what is one of the best quarterbacks? We're going Joe Burrow. We both went Joe Burrow. Max, you went Joe Burrow? I went Joe Burrow. It, it was Joe Burrow by two. I thought I remember Cole, that from last year. Thanks for the help, Max. Thanks for the help. I Cole, appreciate it. He broke, he broke Colt Brennan's record that was set at Hawaii. Ooh, Hawaii. Yeah. Dude's weird. You should watch his um, story on Flummo Raps' YouTube channel. Um, who has – or how many home runs did Barry Bonds hit in the 2001 season with the San Francisco Giants? 71, 72, 73. Okay, when you do it like that, that just feels so dumb. 72. It's like you literally have to be right on. <laughs> I feel like it's 71, so I'm going to go 71. 73. Was the so answer. it's not 72 or 71. Yeah, it was 73. <laughs> or for that matter, 74. Nope. Oh, darn. What, how, what is the record for most three points basket in a single season set by Stephen in In the 2015-2016 NBA season. So <laughs> your choices are... 422, 403, and 402. I swear it was in the threes, so I'm going to go 402. I'm going to say 422 because I believe in him. <laughs> well, Max, you believed a little too much because it was 402. Colin is right. Let's move into Major League Baseball. The World Series has concluded. None of our I, it was the only one that predicted the winning team. None of that our was true. Colin did. Colin did. The Dodgers and seven. It was Dodgers and six. You None know, of us were. Time to bring me my money, boys. You know, we obviously bet like eighty thousand dollars on this game. So I am now a very rich man. Don't bring of... me my money. <laughs> Colin also was not completely right on his prediction, though. None of us got the prediction right. We all said seven games. Yeah, but I was the closest, so obviously I get the eighty thousand dollars. But I will say that the best game of the entire series was game four when Brett Phillips hit the walk-off. <laughs> that, was yeah, that game was wild. <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of games that were wild in, this, in the World Series, to be real. Brett Phillips um, is making Brewer fans proud everywhere. Man is growing up before our eyes. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, guys, Kershaw, he pitched well Finally got a ring. the entire got series. A ring. Man is the best pitcher of the generation. Yeah, this? I'm glad he got a ring. I don't necessarily like the Dodgers, but I'm glad he got a ring. I love What I job. do appreciate about um, the World Series is they don't just give the World Series MVP to, like, 
whoever had the most strikeouts or whatever, like whoever pitched the best, because yeah. I know in, in the NFL, the Super Bowl MVP is basically the quarterback of the winning team. And I find that it's very so annoying. So stupid. Like the year that the Patriots came back. Against... Or you could have just talked about last year. Last year it was oh, Patrick yeah. Mahomes should not have won Super Bowl MVP. I mean, he did spark the comeback, but like their defense was the main reason they came back because their defense held them. But like, I'm going back to that one because James White broke two Super Bowl records, and Tom Brady even said James White deserved this more than me. Like, you I think go there back are and... several places where you could point to the fact in the NFL exactly. where the quarterback didn't deserve the the MVP. I don't even think Eli Manning deserved two of his two um, Super Bowl one. MVPs. He deserved one of them, but the other one should have been Mario Manningham. But um, I'm trying to think. Did Peyton win his win a MVP? His in Denver Super Bowl MVP. Um, yeah, he won Super Bowl MVP. I think it, was it, I, it probably should have been Demarius Thomas, but I think he won it. I thought Vaughn won it, but I'm not sure. It might have been Vaughn. I mean, when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, not to bring it back to my favorite teams or anything, but Malcolm Smith, the greatest linebacker in the Seahawks history, won Bobby Super Wagner, Bowl MVP. Man. So. Wow, how long ago was that, Max? <laughs> I probably went to 2011, something like that. 2013, something like that. 12. It's been I a while. I can't remember. It makes me sad, but it's been a little imagine, bit. But that's that's honestly though the last time I remember a defensive player winning Super Bowl MVP. Hmm. Von Miller won it. Mm. He did. Yeah, he had like three or four sacks and like forced a fumble or something. But um, back to baseball. <laughs> Corey Seager. Corey Seager. Congratulations, Corey Seager. Um, he batted 400, of- and he is the sixth shortstop of all time to be the World Series MVP. You know, you don't always Before. think about the shortstop. Since when does Colin talk more than me about baseball? Wow. Um, Blake um, Snell had the most strikeouts in the I series. Talk let's, talk, let's talk about I want to talk about that. Why why he had nine strikeouts a game, bro. He was he – was, Why did they pull him? Why did they pull him against Colin? They shouldn't have. He literally, he literally burst Mookie. Seager and Turner, the top three, had six strikeouts in two times around. Six for six in strikeouts. And they pulled him. So dumb. Yeah, not not the best decision by the Rays. So but dumb. I will say the Rays did not make an error that entire series. That's no, they played well. And they have a good bullpen. I just think it's a tough choice if you're the manager, though. But I feel like you want to go down swinging with the guy who's just destroying. Yeah, I, I thought the decision to pull Blake Snell saying- was not the best. People were saying something about, oh, it was the analytics. I'm like, analytics for me go out the window if my dude's pitching that well. I don't care. He's striking everybody out, and he wasn't giving up that many runs. He gave up, like, one hit, and they pulled him. But the analytics show that, oh, he's really bad third time through the order. Who cares? You could be just having your – if he's hot, you just got to – you got to leave the ball in his hands. Yeah, there's a certain point where you just got to eye test and be like, yeah, well, I mean, this guy is just dealing. And he, he, I mean, honestly, he was he was killing in both games that he played. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. But we've gotten some, a little bit of look of a look into the free agency world a little bit today. The Brewers declined the Ryan Braun option for twenty one million dollars. No, 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 no. We have to talk about more free agency because there's more news. No, we don't. But the Yankees, Yankees are going to pick up Zach Britton's option. Tony Larusa. Got hired by the White Sox. Sure, uh, I saw that. AJ Hinch is the favorite for the Tiger spot as of right now. Angels have interviewed assistant GMs Jared Porter and Emil Saw Day for their GM spot. 
Indians placed uh, what's his face Brad Hand on the outright waivers, so that would be interesting. He's pretty good. Cubs VP of scouting Dan Kantrovitz was contacted by about an interview for the Angels' top baseball operations job. Uh, awards we saw reliever of the year Devin Williams for the National League. I didn't see the American League one. Uh, Liam Hendricks. Liam Hendricks, yeah, that's who it was. Um, Devin, I, me and Max had this conversation months ago. Devin Williams, I said he would win it. Max didn't mm-hmm. know, and it happened. I, I thought he'd win reliever of the year, not so much rookie of the year. I mean, he still could win rookie of the year, but he'd be like we'll the see. first NL reliever ever to win the rookie of the year. So it'd be interesting. That's uh, what, yeah. And there's some Darren, good rookies in the NL too. Darren O'Day um, was turned down by yeah, the Braves. Colt Wong was turned down by the Cardinals. That's a big second base. That's if we get the DH, I would I would say the Brewers should pick Colton Wong up because then you have I defense. Think, uh, and then Kesson the Hira. Will. will they? Probably, yeah. But then Kesson Hira doesn't ever have to play defense again. It's true. I think, some, I think some somebody will pay him. He's a good player. Uh, I mean, and the Cardinals could work out a deal to bring him back too, but true. it all depends. Mr. Cardinal fan, I I was I wanted to hear your opinion on the Tony Larusa hiring. I mean, it's pain, pain, but didn't you know, he say he, he would go never go back to his origins? Didn't he say that he would never? I mean, go he back retired to after he won the World Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of people he... say things they don't mean. Kendall Graveman signed a new deal with the Mariners. I think we should predict the World Series next year. Next year. Yeah, uh, who obviously. thinks he's gonna be in it? Obviously, um, Brewers, White Sox, man. And we know Daniel was biased. Didn't say I wasn't. Brewers are winning the I 2021 World Series. I am going Yankees first. Cool. Cool. The Braves, if the Braves can bring back Ozuna. Max, I hate that I was honestly going to also go Yankees and Braves. I don't know why they wouldn't bring back Ozuna, but. Uh, they'd have to sign him again is all my thing. They had only had a one-year deal. I'd so I don't know if they'll sign him out, but I would. I so if the, if, the, if the Braves can re-sign Ozuna and they get their pitching back healthy, I'm going Braves, Yankees, World Series. Stadium Daniel, Brewers. let me hear your actual World Series prediction. Brewers, Yankees. I think the Brewers, can, if they can keep their pitching and get the offense going, they'll be pretty good. Because their pitching was one of the best in the NL last year. Offensively, they just didn't hit. If they could hit next year, they could they could make a run. Uh, how am I wrong? I wasn't I want, criticizing I, yours. No, I, I want to think what he wants. I want the I want an opinion because am I wrong? Why the Brewers, why I think you're wrong? You want me to tell you well, why I think you're wrong? But explain to me if the Brewers brought back that same pitching staff and they pitch exactly the same and we just ramp up the offense how we wouldn't have a chance to make the World Series. I'm not saying we win. I think they're – I'm not quite sure the Brewers are even the best team in the Central. Off, offensively, they were not. I'm saying if they go back to 2018-2019 offense right. and they keep 2020 pitching where they had one of the best rotations in the NL and one of the yes. best bullpens in the NL, they're yes. the best team in the Central, Right. Right. Right, yeah. but that's also we, like yeah, me right. saying that's also so, like me saying But I'm saying if, we have we have the pieces to do that. We have Christian Yelich right. who we have 
Lorenzo Cain but, coming back. We have Avi Garcia. So, we have we have the pieces. They just need to to perform. So if they, right, I'm saying but, if they go out and they perform, they have a chance to make a run at it. Yeah, so does every team though. Mostly, I mean, if the Rays well, yeah, go out again. and actually play offense, they're winning. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying that. I'm not guaranteeing it. Obviously, I'm never going to guarantee right. it. You can't but guarantee like, in baseball again. Exactly. It's just so much about but, getting hot. Like pitching wise, our our top two pitchers last year were under tw- or like tw- twenty six and under, and one was a Cy Young candidate, and the other was Brandon Woodruff, who was also very good. Brad Anderson was a solid three. Josh Lindblom had moments, and then Freddie Peralta could probably slide back into the rotation. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying the Brewers don't have potential. I just think there's better teams, and especially if the Braves get their right now. Back I would agree. I would insane. agree that it, like. Not, especially with Ozuna. If Ozuna doesn't resign, the Braves aren't going anywhere, in my opinion. Right. But also, not because the, one player the Dodgers makes that are still going to be there. The Dodgers are still going to be Unless... there. But hey, let's move on to the NBA. Uh, Rajon Rondo is rumored to go to the Clippers. or They're looking at him, I guess. Um, AD obviously is going to resign. Um... Andre Drummond, there was a report that he is unsure about accepting his 27 point whatever million dollar option. Why, I don't know. Why would you ever question accepting $27 million? Yeah, because he's, he's not going to get that much anywhere else. He's not going to get I mean. He might 20. get like – he's going to get like half of that if he goes anywhere else. Yeah. Because the league's yeah. value is down 10% from where it was. Max he'll get is 20. Max. Yeah. Like, I, and I should, don't think he, he gets it. it. I don't he think should he take it and then go try and win next year. Like he should, he should take his money right now because he's not going to get paid that much probably for the rest of his career. Like I don't think he's getting twenty on the open market. And Unless I think, Charlotte's willing to throw a bag at him. Well, Charlotte's been interested in him for three years. You know, like I think the I think the Celtics can make a run at him if they have the money. Celtics would be the Celtics don't him. have the money. If he wants to win, he could go to the Celtics. But right, the Celtics don't have the money to just throw a bag at him, yeah. especially since they're going to have to re-sign Brown right. and Tatum here soon. And they got to re-sign Hayward too this offseason too. Yeah, I don't uh, know if they're going to re-sign. Yeah, I, or I they won't. They, yeah, they got that they, to think about. They might shut down the Hayward experience. Experiment. Um, yeah, with with Brown and Tatum, it makes sense to shut down the whole Hayward experience. There was um, apparently the Bucks are talking to the Pacers about Oladipo. Um, Not gonna okay. happen. Also interested in Demar Derozan, uh, which would be the stupidest move ever. Derozan's washed, bro. I don't know why anyone. Not, it's not that he's washed. He's still a solid player, but he cannot shoot, and you're trying to put him next to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh yeah, he wouldn't fit well in the Bucks rotation specifically. No. But no, DeRozan's also but a little bit washed. I would say he's. Wa- I would say that obviously he's not. Well, the same okay, player. I'm talking about um like three years Come ago where he was averaging almost 30 points per game. Yeah. Yeah, he was balling uh, in Toronto. He could go. I could see him when he's a free agent going back to Toronto. Honestly, I think DeRozan. The best bet for DeRozan is being a third option if it's going to be a team that wins. I don't think he can be a one or a two if a team is going to win. He's got to be a third option, and everybody else on the floor better be able to shoot because he's not knocking down the three ball. Kind of like a Harrison Barnes, a more talented Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is never going to be a one or two, but he could be a solid three, maybe four guy. You know, yeah, or Wiggins. 
or win Harrison win. Barnes is very interesting because people forget, like two years ago, Harrison Barnes was averaging like 19 points a game. He, and he got paid a bag. To he go got, to they they paid him way too much. Um, that was as a I, three I will say or, that. That was as a three, number three option. I'm saying you could get DeMar to do that. Get yeah. 19 as a number three option. I'm not, I'm not comparing. Yeah. Harrison Barnes was getting 19 as the one option. He was when he was in Dallas, get scoring 19 points per game. He or was the number one option. San Antonio, San Antonio, yeah. But um, and also he just doesn't fit pop at all. He never did. They just, they, I think we're too. I was talking about Harrison Barnes, and you were talking about Demar Derozan. Oh, I think there was. Yeah, yeah, I was talking about Harrison Barnes was averaging 19 points per game when he was the number one option in Dallas. Yeah. So I don't know if he can really do that with – well, he's not going to be able to do that with the Kings because there's just too yeah. many people to touch the ball. But. Uh, that's actually something we should talk about as the Kings. Uh, Buddy Heald liking posts about the 76ers. <laughs> the Heald experiment out. really hasn't worked out for the Kings. Um, I think good. they're better off. He's a good player. Uh, no, Heald's a, Heald is a good player, but, like, this year he didn't really make that jump right. that they wanted him to make. The big thing he didn't want like nobody wants to play for Luke Walton, and that's, that's I don't, true. I don't blame them because you the year before when what's his name, the guy who was coaching before Walton. You guys remember his name? I don't know George Carl. No, no. What was his George name? Uh, what was his name? I need to find it out. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Because well, I don't as soon remember, as I, but you're you're right, Daniel. He was he was a better coach. Oh, he was a better coach. Yeager, Dave Yeager, that's it. Yep, Dave Yeager. Uh, he was he he ran the like he changed his offense for De'Aaron. De'Aaron obviously is one of the fastest people in the NBA, and he he plays better when he plays at that speed. He does all this, and then Luke Walton comes in. And he makes him play basically uh, hold the ball for twenty four seconds offense, and like no, like that doesn't. They they too. played a very weird game where they didn't take advantage of the fact that they were they had a lot of young guys that could run. Yeah, like exactly. even Barnes, like Barnes might be Barnes is getting up there, but Barnes can still run with the best of them right now. They and they like, got a good team. They got, um yeah, they got Rashawn Holmes, Bagley, Fox. They got a bunch of young guys Bob that can Donovich, run the floor. Buddy Heel, like they got a good team. Yeah. I mean I just don't think Will Walton is a good head, NBA head coach. I don't think Tyron Lue is a good head coach either, but. I think Tyron Lue's better than what people give him because he gets a lot of hate because, oh, he was a LeBron's coach. LeBron coaches the team. But, like, Tyron Lue, he does some things where I'm like, eh, okay. But then, like, he does some things where I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Good move. I think, uh, speaking I think of head coach, I think coach. the Rockets hire, that's a good hire. I think the Rockets that, hired a good coach. Who would they get again? I forget. Sam Solistas or whatever. Oh yeah, they got the um, Mavericks. Yeah, it was it was time to get rid of D'Antoni. It was time. yeah, as much as as it, good as he did, he just couldn't get him over the hump. Uh, where's he? He signed somewhere else, didn't he? D'Antoni. I don't think he signed somewhere. I don't yet. think D'Antoni's been signed I thought yet. He, I thought he went and joined the Kings um, staff. Maybe not. I might be tripping. I don't know. You can go check, but like, I don't. I don't think anyone signed D'Antoni. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't think he ever signed him. Dude, I'm still waiting for someone to sign Mark Jackson. I swear. Uh, yeah. Mark I mean, Jackson was the good co- coach for that Warriors team early, and Steve Kerr kind of just got a really good Warriors team that was going to win a championship yeah. even if they had Mark Jackson. You're right. I agree with that. If I was the Kings, I would dump Luke Walton and hire Mike D'Antoni, though, even if uh, – I don't 
they don't really have the shooters for a Mike D'Antoni system. But they have. But they do have. They do have the. They do have the. They have the, the pace. Speed. They can keep up with that they pace. Have, they have the speed. Is the big thing. And they they have the play. speed, but I don't know if they have the shooters. They'd have to get a lot and more shooters. They, my, Bagley is more of a fit for a D'Antoni system. He can not that he's a massive stretch big, but he can stretch it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have Bielitsa and you have Bogdanovich. Yeah, you have guys that can stretch the floor. De'Aaron, not a great three-point shooter, but De'Aaron can run the show. And then, yeah, but he's a better coach than Luke Walton is the biggest thing. He's a coach Agreed. that can at least take you to the playoffs. Or they, I bet the Kings kick themselves because Daryl Morey gets fired and they had just hired their new GM. If they would have waited because that news was coming and, they, and he gets fired, they hired Daryl Morey, 100%. Okay. I think we should probably get into our mock draft predictions. You know? uh, and Daryl Morey did just sign with the 76ers. They did? Yes. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's let's get into our mock draft predictions. Obviously, Timberwolves at the number one pick. Guys, who do you have them selecting? Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, I agree. And yeah, I, I think it's – I don't think Anthony Edwards is the best player in this draft, but I do think the Timberwolves are taking Anthony Edwards. I think and I based. don't think that it's necessarily guaranteed that Anthony Edwards goes first, but I think it's more assumed. I think he's the best fit for their team. Yes. Because I just it, – it doesn't make sense for the Timberwolves to take LaMelo unless they're going to trade D'Angelo, which, which they I don't just think would make very much sense. Great. Yeah, I just – I don't know. I just don't think Lamelo fits with D'Lo because they have similar play styles. Yeah, no, they, they would not fit well together. They, you'd have to be trading D'Lo if you're taking Lamelo. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have to trade him. You would just have to get Lamelo to play off ball, and I just don't think Lamelo thrives I I don't think he'd be – you wouldn't ball. be using Lamelo ball the way he should be and used because D'Lo, he's D'Lo better with can, the ball in his hands. Yeah, and D'Lo can play off ball. It's just that D'Lo, once again, another play – Thrives with nah, the ball. Like you said, it's just it's real. It really isn't a good fit. Yeah, I just don't think they fit together. Uh, next pick is the Warriors, right? Yeah, I got yep. James Wiseman going too. I also have James Wiseman. James Wiseman. I think they've been looking for a big. Obviously, seven one could stretch it a little bit. I mean, what else? Can I know a lot about? of people think Lamelo is going to go at this number two position, or to to learn yep. from Steph Curry, which I don't. The only reason I can see that is they have if you watch them play, their play styles really aren't that similar. They're not the only, correct. The only, only thing reason I can see that being a good fit for Lamelo is if you can get Steph to play more off ball. It'd be I better just, for Lamelo than it would be for the Warriors. I think the Warriors yes. for for the Warriors the better pick is James Wiseman. Yes, 100%. or the Warriors trade out of it, which would not surprise me either. Uh, yeah, because they because they honestly could trade down to get Wiseman. They I don't think they have to be in that top three spot to get Wiseman. Or Wiseman I could think, could fall as low as like six or seven. Yes. That's why Wiseman's stats are just crazy, man. I don't I know. Think that yeah, he's just, the Warriors he's trade. Risky. I think if the Warriors trade, they need to trade down with someone and take Halliburton. That's what I think. Yeah, I could see that. Or maybe take a flyer on him early, but I think that's a bad choice. I don't know. Yes. NBA Draft Net Draft.net has James Wiseman going nine to the Wizards right now. Interesting. I, I don't think he's gonna fall that low, but nine to the Wizards. Um this website called Tankathon has Anyeko Okongwu going nine to the Wizards. Well, but... I say we move on to three. Yeah, three, Charlotte, I think we all know who, LaMelo. 
I know. Yeah. I, I would got not, Lamelo here. I I don't think they're going to take Lamelo because they just signed Terry. Devontae looks really good. Uh, I just don't think that they want to take another guard. I could see them taking him, but I just it's Charlotte, him. dude. They they I don't know. know what they're doing, but they're going to take a really think, good player. And he's um, I think he's by far the best player available at this point. But also, I could I think they'd go Denny Avita, personally. The small yeah, four. I I can he see can that. Denny Avita, he's from Israel. Yeah, he's some dude from Israel. He's kind of he's kind of a ball. Oh yeah, honestly. he's pretty good. Just an international prospect. Oh yeah, NBA draft on that has him going number two to the Warriors. So yeah, so does Tankathon. But um, I just I think that he would fit next to Devonte well. So uh, number four, the Chicago Bulls. That's where I have Lamelo. I think Billy Donovan. I just don't... because of that. Just because of the higher Billy Donovan, because I think Billy would love Lamelo because he's big enough to guard the three, but also you get the three, I, you get that three guard lineup. He doesn't, he doesn't conflict with Kobe's play style because Kobe isn't really a ball dominant player, and then Zach can play off ball because he's never been a true point guard. So I just think that he's a good fit next to those I, two. I think it's Billy. Donovan. I think if he doesn't go to Charlotte, he's going to start falling because I don't think the Bulls will take him. That's where I, I don't. I think. I think if Lamelo doesn't make it out of the top three, he he's gonna go like seven. Or he's gonna drop to the point where it's just until it's smart to just take the best player available because he's yes. gonna be the best player available. And and I could I see think, the Pistons end up taking him if he dropped that ball. Oh, the Pistons would one hundred percent drop everything and take. Well, him. that's because yes. that's because if the Bulls don't take him, then the Cavs they just drafted two point guards. If they take him, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Cavs are not drafting another point guard. No, and the um, Hawks don't need They are not that stupid. Or the Hawks, they don't need a point guard. Lamello That's what I mean. Yeah, I think if he if he doesn't go in the top three, I think Lamelo is falling yeah, to seven. I agree with you, though. But I, I think I there's see, a very high chance he goes to the top three. I could also, I could now, if see, New York somehow gets him at eight, that would be crazy. <laughs> I, I, could see, I could see the Bulls taking that risk for the three-guard lineup, but I could also see him falling. But I would take him at four. Personally, but who do you guys have? I have I have Danny Vita. Danny Vita. Colin. I've got Obi Toppin going for. Interesting. I didn't get to watch him a bunch. Um. Um. He a- looks really good at what was yeah. it? It's Dayton. What's the red team? Dayton. It's not Ohio State. It's it's Dayton. It's Dayton. Yeah, Dayton. It's at Dayton. I just. I look at their jerseys and I think Ohio State. Um, but yeah, in Ohio. He played really well at Dayton. Was clearly the leader. Looked like the best player on the court all the time. Was looked like the best player in college basketball. Well, yeah, he he's, he's he was a, he's been an athletic freak, and I just think he can be a really good guy. I know the Bulls. They've got Markinen and they've got Wendell Carter. But honestly, I think you can slide Obi Toppin to that small forward position. And mm-hmm. honestly, Markinen and Carter haven't been playing great. Marketing didn't really take that step. Marketing so I think giving a guy like Obi Toppin, who is a more athletic big, yes, Daniel? Uh, Markkinen also is a guy that needs shots. Laurie is and Jim Boylan did not give him shots. So them firing <clears throat> Jim Boylan could also oh, have to yeah. take that jump. No. So I'm not giving up on Laurie Markkinen at all. I don't know. I don't think you are either, obviously. I, but, I haven't either, no. It's just a guy like Obi Toppin, one, Obi Toppin's going to be a different player from Laurie because Laurie's obviously a more finesse guy. He's going to be around the perimeter. Obi Toppin, he'll, he'll take it to the rim and dunk on your head. Yeah. 
And I mean, it's kind of we're we're not in position most bad. There's still positions, especially on defense. But on offense, you can play a little bit of a positionalist game. So I mean, it's not a terrible pick. But also, he could have looked a lot better because he has more experience, being almost 23 years old. Yeah, I mean, all right. What do we got for five? Who'd you have? So there? five to the Cavs. Unfortunately, oh, yeah, I want them to take Killian Hayes. Yeah, because I want them to have, but it, I, again, it feels dumb for them to have three point guards. But I think Killian Hayes is the best player on the board. But and I think Kevin Porter that, is six four, so he's a shooting guard. So it's not like they need him. You know, they have guys that can play the one and the two, like three guys. Yeah. I don't know. I just think Killian Hayes is the better player, and this is where this is where I have Onyeka Konku. Yeah. Um, I, I would go Isaac Okoro. Small forward. This is where I would put Obi, to be honest with you. I'd have Obi Toppin here. Obi Toppin. Max, did you ever give your four? Yeah, Denny Avita. Yeah, I had Denny Avita. Ah, okay. Um, I don't know. I think Onyeka is going to be a guy that, if they are able to – if Drummond does resign, I think he'll pair well with Drummond. He can space the floor a little bit, but he can also, of course, bang down there. Get rebounds and play a lot of defense. Um, there, was, there was a comparison that I saw that was really good for him. I'm trying to think <clears> who it was. I watched a lot of high school Onyeka just because he was obviously played with a mellow ball in high school. So I watched a lot of high school Onyeka. I didn't see too much of him at USC, but I know he's a guy that's got a crazy motor and plays much bigger than his 6'9 frame. I feel like I saw a comparison to Bam. He's got he's got the hustle like that, and he's got a lot of different skills. And again, Just he's a guy that can he can similar, take it out and shoot the three. Similar size, similar athleticism. He can knock it down if he needs to. Um, obviously, he's he can defend the rim. Uh, I think that's a good comparison for him. Maybe not maybe not to the level of Bam, obviously, but. Oh, yeah, no, he's not going to be Bam right now, but that could be something he can be in two or three years. But play style-wise, size-wise, I could see that. Um, so then, do you want to do, do, do 10 or do you want to do five? I thought we only did five. I only made five. Yeah. Let's, let's pick our sleeper. Let's Everybody pick a sleeper. Sleeper. Now, here, let's bring a riser and a faller. Who's jumping up in the draft and who's falling? I can see Halliburton jumping to um, – I, I can um, see Halliburton in the top ten. I can see, like I can see him going like he could go south to Detroit. I can see him in Detroit. I think him learning from D Rose would be good on all the offensive side of the ball. Um, I th- are we talking like rising in the draft or rising as a good player that's underrated? I'm talking draft. rising in the draft. Like they're going higher. Like Cam Johnson was like last year's riser. Yeah, Cam Johnson would go really good actually. No, Cam Johnson yeah. was solid, but he no one thought he was going to go at 11. Not right. even his teammate, Kobe White. <laughs> I think Aaron Neesmith is going to go way higher than people think. Who? Aaron Neesmith. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, Guy out of Vanderbilt. Boy, this, is a shooter. This website, this website I'm looking them. at has him at 12. The dude um, is a knockdown shooter. I could see, I could see Onyeka falling to like 15, like 10 to 15. I think. I think Cole Anthony's going to fall. Cole Anthony's already down to like 18 on most mock drafts. He's, he's already fallen. This Tyrese Maxey was also a guy that was near the top, and he's been falling. Um, I Anthony, think right – I now, honestly think 
Killian Hayes could fall out of the top 10, even though I think he's a really good player. I think he could fall out of the top 10. RJ Hampton has fallen to the 15-16 range. Cole Anthony on this website. On this website. Carey, I know he was a top 10 pick at one point. He's fallen down to like 15. All those Duke guys from last year fell off. Like Jay McDaniels down. was the second-ranked player coming out of college, coming out of high school, and he's in the 20s. Cole Anthony on this website is at 20 to the Miami Heat. Max and Colin. No. Oh, wow. I, I'm not really a huge fan of Cole Anthony. I don't want him. They have Cassius Stanley going in the second round. Yeah, Cassius Stanley, another player that coming out of high school. Athletic. Like, he, was like, he was like a top 10 player. He's an athletic freak. He has all the potential. He is an world, athletic freak. But those Duke guys last year did just did not succeed to their full potential. And no, I think also well, not yeah. having not having a March Badness run to maybe show, hey, we can still do this, hurt them. That's the big thing. Agreed. I agree. Shall we so, trans uh, move forward in the NFL here? Yeah, let's talk about the NFL. Sunday recap. Woo! Football. Um, uh, I guess we could. I think we should talk about some trade news first. A lot of rumors going around. Uh, one of them is, sorry to bring you back to the Packers, uh, Will Fuller or J.J. Watt being traded to Green Bay. J.J. Watt being traded in general. Uh, Will Fuller to Green Bay was a rumor. Oh, yeah. J.J. Watt seems P.O.'d. Every time, though, they said something about, asked him something about the Packers that he had to answer, he just smiled. <laughs> And that might just be. Well, it's hard Wisconsin. because he he grew up watching the Packers. Like that was yeah, the team he no. liked. Growing. He was you, Daniel. You know, he was he was that biased <laughs> Packers fan. That was he like, was, oh, man, he was literally Daniel. They're, they're the they're the best. You know, nobody can tell me otherwise. Ten-year-old Daniel went to a Wisconsin football game with his friend Brandon, and we were walking down on field level, and Wisconsin scores a touchdown while we're down there. And, you know, when you're ten years old, doing like a chest bump is cool, you know, right? And we do that down there. J.J. Watt turns around and points at us. So, connected for us. So, basically, J.J. Watt. So, basically, Daniel knows J.J. Watt. That's what we just heard. J.J. Watt, if you're watching this, remember that kid you pointed at that one time? Yeah, he needs a jersey. Yeah, no no way. Oh, J.J. Watt Watt remembers that. (laughs) No way. If J.J. Watt got traded to the Packers, I would be probably the first person to buy a jersey. It'd be that simple. Like, if I had to pick a favorite football player – College, NFL, no matter what, it'd be J.J. Watt. It's that simple. Um, But J.J. Watt rumored, Will Fuller rumored. Stephon Gilmore put his house for sale on Twitter, just like Carlos Dunlop, who just got traded to the Seahawks to bring in a Max favorite team. (laughs) Uh, What do you you think about that trade? You think he's going to be good? He got fleeced. The Bengals got fleeced. No, the Bengals didn't. Well, they weren't playing. That's not like the Bengals so. are good anyway. Oh, the Seahawks gave up a seventh rounder and an old lineman they signed to they signed to a massive deal, and he didn't play one single O-line snap. He didn't play a single snap of offense. I played as much offense as he did. And why they gave him play? a seventh-round pick. Why, huh? didn't they play? why didn't he play? He got beat out by, like, two other guys. Because he mean, was bad. You, you yeah, but terrible. you can be bad on the Seahawks and be the best guy on the Bengals right now. <laughs> Maybe. When it, when it comes it's, to offense. Yeah, but it's still not necessarily a trade you want if you're the Bengals. Yeah, that was a terrible trade. 
the Seahawks traded Nick Vanette and this O-lineman, B.J. Finney, and turned it into Quandre Diggs and Carlos Dunlap. Which, by the way, Carlos Dunlap posting his house on Twitter, that is hilarious for, the, for number one. That was hilarious. But also, it's like, you just, you just shouldn't do it after you lose a game. I understand you're That's upset. True. Understand okay, that. Daniel. Obviously, since you have on here MVP race, you want to talk about how Russ threw three interceptions. I wanted to hear Max's opinion on the three interceptions because to me, you hear my opinion. Uh, the three interceptions don't matter because he also made a lot of good throws. One of them was just a great play by Buda Baker, jumped the pass. The other one, all of them. Yeah, they all were of, all great of them plays. Were, were not great. like the first one. Buda Baker jumped, play made a great play. Second one, DK stopped running, and he threw it, and it would have been either incompletion or a touchdown. Third one, the guy just he just misread it. It wasn't a bad throw. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not. I, I put that in there because I specifically wanted to ask Max about it. So I didn't. And think we're here's what I'll say. You I'm think I'm honest. hating on him? What? No. I want to be honest. I just saw a lot of. Uh, Packer fans tweeting about Rodgers and how Rodgers is getting thrown over the coals for the Bucks game. And my take on that is the Seahawks lost by what, three? Lost by a field goal in the last minute of overtime. They still have 34 points. Kyler Murray Packers should be had, in the MVP race, by the way. That was Kyler Murray played a heck of a game. We, I agree. Kyler Tom Murray, Brady's playing well. Tom Brady's playing insane. That is the best Tom – his stat line from last week is the best Tom Brady stat line I've seen in five years. Here's what I think. They, here's what I think. And they just should. got A B, which is crazy. That's what I'm here's what I think we should in our in our NFL uh, segment with is who who won? Or who's not who won? Who's better? Who's better off after Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? The Patriots are dead to quote Pat. That's what I'm saying. I think Tom Brady carried <laughs> Bill Belichick, to be honest. Okay. Um I would say Cam. Just doesn't look like Cam after his positive test because the first couple weeks he was having fun. He looked happy on the field. He looked like young Cam Newton. And since then, he just doesn't look like he's having fun. He's looking like junior college Cam Newton. I mean, Florida. Talking about college and positive tests, do I dare bring up the Badgers? We're still talking about the Patriots, first of all. But um, I would say if – I mean, it's like a 9% chance for them to make the playoffs um, in reference to past years. If Cam Newton can turn it around, he can come back like Cam Newton. I, I think that they're fine. But if they trade Stephon – if they lose this week, they trade Stephon Gilmore, they're trading everybody. And they're going to tank hey. and they're going to lose on purpose to the Jets and they're going to try to get that number one pick. <laughs> That's the only way you lose to the Jets is on purpose. Is on purpose. <laughs> but I think – that COVID test, the COVID outbreak with them may have thrown them off. And I think they have potential to bounce back. But Tom Brady is playing with more weapons than he ever has. Uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, A.B., Gronk is back. Uh, Rojo. Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. Rojo, Leonard Fournette. Bruce Arians' offense favors using those weapons. I mean, I don't think Tom Brady's still the best quarterback in the NFL. I never have thought that. Never gonna say. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I know who the best quarterback in the NFL is, besides Mahomes. But I'm gonna say right now, him with those weapons is he's taking advantage of his situation. 
I will I say, again, the best quarterback lover in the Big 12 is Brock Purdy. Be rocking. Brock Purdy. Uh, he, he played, they didn't play very well this week, but it's still Brock Purdy, I'm telling you. And let's move into college football as Oklahoma is State it? and Iowa State. What a, what a great game. It was a great that game, was Max, great wasn't game. it? And as I well, hate to because say, we missed two Gostar field goals. And as I hate to say, Colin, I think Spencer Sanders might be better than Brock Purdy. Very much so. I watched. I think game. Spencer Sanders. Spencer Sanders, one hundred percent, had a better game. Spencer but Sanders I think won. Brock Purdy, very close second. I think. Spencer I think Sanders Brock Purdy had. I, Spence, Spencer Sanders is can, is more athletic than Brock Purdy, but I think Brock Purdy, you know, he didn't oh, have he, as many like on, on, on. throws. And I think Brock Purdy makes better reads. It's just Brock Purdy didn't have the. Colin, you already got exposed last week. No, this this didn't happen. It's in the podcast. It's not. I said he said I said he maybe not. He might not be the best quarterback in the Big Twelve. But I I'm I'm going bet he's the best quarterback in the Big Twelve. You know what? I think he's a close second to Spencer Sanders. That's Spencer Sanders played a heck of a game, but also Iowa State had no pass rush on him the entire game. Well, that's true, but they I were also think that and he had all day. Yeah, why are you um, putting three in the box against the? It made no sense. No, I thought it was because the Cyclones do what the Cyclones do, and if you can't, if you're gonna beat them, you're gonna beat them doing exactly what they're gonna do. I could tell you they're gonna put three in the box, and guess what? They're gonna put three in the box ninety percent of the time. That's just what they do. Now, I I think I think if they put four in the box, like mid third quarter, it's a different game. And they have good corners. Rasheem Young's good. Anthony Johnson's good. They like, weren't. They weren't getting beat over the top. It's good. not like yeah. it's not like Oklahoma State was making these giant throws that were getting a well, bunch of yards where they needed to drop back into coverage. Well, they were just dinking and diving down the field because Spencer Sanders they, had all day. Yeah, they throw ten yard outs and call it good. Okay, Danny, we're, we're bringing up here. this ranking, and I'm telling you, Brock Purdy's the best. I don't care Number what 10. this has to say. So we're looking at the 2020 Big 12 quarterback rankings. Came out just before. Brock Purdy's the best quarterback in the Big 12. Number 10, obviously the Kansas quarterback. <laughs> Number um, nine, Max Downing. Let's scroll down to the bottom. We hold, know on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We know he's on. at least Go top three. Up. Go back up. Go back up. So this is how you know this site's not reliable. With Max Duggan out and definitely due to a heart issue, he's been playing quarterback for the past two to three <laughs> games. <laughs> Spencer Sanders is – it's before the season as well. Spencer Sanders. Alan yeah, Bowman. Yeah, no, no. Spencer Sanders is having a really good season. Hey, they're, they're wrong, bro. It's – bro, yeah. Sam – no, no. Brock Purdy is definitely better than Sam Ellinger. Um, but if you look it up and you look at Google Images, uh, we have some old quarterbacks in here. Brock Purdy – Sam Ellinger is the first picture to pop up. Then Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is better than Sam Ellinger. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and then Sam Bradford – Sam Bradford's oh legend. Is that Jalen Hurts? Yeah, it is. He <laughs> did play in the Big 12 for a season, Colin. Yes, he did. Anyways, I'd say we go talk a little Big 10 and wrap her up. Yeah, we talk about how Grant Mertz has COVID. I mean, to anybody who consistently listens about- to this podcast, everyone knows how much Daniel's hyping up Grant Mertz, and he did exceed expectations. Grant Mertz, like. No, Grant Mertz, we'll say it, bro. Grant Mertz played a hell he of a played- game. Out of his mind, and unfortunately, like that again. okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's he talk about. Yes, he will. Dude. He'll play the Michigan Dude. game. He's allowed to play okay. Michigan. I, well, I, he, I, won't, I, he won't play like that any time in the next three weeks. 
Um, yeah, in the next 20, listen, 21 days. Listen, since listen, his first listen, positive test. Listen, jeez. I'm listening. Okay, so 21 days started on the 14th. Or, yeah, or yes, the I understand he'll be back for the Michigan listen, game. So he misses the whole team. The whole team misses this week because the Big Ten is stupid and blah, blah, blah. Um, why are we playing nine? Oh, games? hold on. That's just dumb. But um, let me ask. Let me ask Daniel a question, Wisconsin fan. Would yeah. you rather go and play Nebraska with Vandenboom as your quarterback? Yes. Or are you just? Would you rather just not play? We will. We would have beat them either way. With you don't yeah, know. Ran the ball fifty times. Vandenboom. Yeah, uh, let me give you a key might have actually. They would have ran the ball fifty times in the first half. In the first half. In the first half. Like we were talking about. Every that play would have been. Every play would have just been. <laughs> they might have gone the ball. They go four running backs. They have four running back rotations. Just keep likes, handing it off. As Max likes to say, it's a great name, Danny Vandenboom. <laughs> um, it is. Um, Danny Vandenboom in his. High school career as a starter went 28-0 with back-to-back state championships. And man's he's a horse trainer for a reason. Man is, man is a winner. And it's cool. Nebraska. But he's we also a fourth stringer. He's also a fourth stringer. <laughs> behind, behind a guy who was a senior and started last year, behind a guy who was a top 65 recruit in the nation in the, in the grade below him, and behind a guy who is uh, a higher-rated recruit. So he's the lowest-rated recruit but he was still a winner. Yes. He is a winner, but not a winner of position jobs. He is a winner <laughs> of football games. Not a Bro, winner he needs, of a, he needs to get on that NCAA 14 grind, you know, get the yes. points up so we can get that so we can get that position battle. Yes. We just need to get on that uh, – what's it called? The edit player mode, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's something. But, no, well, um, I right. think – I would have rather played the game. Uh, I think – Defensively, we would just wants to watch them play. He doesn't really care. Yeah, like defensively. Yeah, but I'm saying Wisconsin is good. Yeah. However, without if they lose to Nebraska, what does that do? Well, I think everyone realizes the fact that they're without their starting quarterback, Max. Yeah, Yeah, but they're not making they're not making a playoff then if they lose that. Even if it's with your four stringer. Exactly, but uh... so if you get COVID in the Big Ten, you're honestly screwed. Yeah, honestly, which sucks because we had a per- they had a perfect schedule in place with bye weeks, with room to move things around, and then they threw it out and said, That's "Oh, we're true. not gonna play." And then came back and played, but they said, and "Oh, you with want to play with a worse off plan, with eight games in eight weeks." Yeah, with a so worse plan. It's so dumb. Like, and I understand you want to be safe. I understand you want to take the precaution. First of all, the twenty-one day rule is stupid. Every other conference is 14 days for a player, 10 days for a coach. The, the coach rule is the same. You get ten, you're, you're away 10 days. As a player, you're away 21 days. Or 14 days, you're, you're not allowed to play the last seven. Those last seven, you're allowed to start practicing. Yeah, that's all. I mean, if you, you got to miss three games, that's pretty near half the season. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just dumb. Like, I, I can sit here and tell you I like to watch Big Ten football, but I'm never going to agree with that decision. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, Big 12 is better anyways, you know. Um, now that OSU's there, they got some I defense. I want to talk about – OSU about played Rutgers. some defense. Let's talk about Rutgers. They beat Michigan State. <laughs> ah. nobody, nobody saw that coming. God dang, bro. What's Rocky Lombardi doing? 
The pride of West Des Moines. Valley I hate High Valley School. so much. I hate Rocky Lombardi. Come on. That kid was – I hated that kid. Uh, but so no. Anybody uh, who listens to this, Colin's best buddies with Rocky Lombardi. So maybe no. Side I've, never, I've never actually met the guy, but all Great I know guy. is I watched him Great throw seven man. touchdowns on our varsity team every freaking year, and it was not fun. Why couldn't he throw seven touchdowns against Rutgers? It's Rutgers. Because mm-hmm. Rutgers, Rutgers is a little bit better than Ames High. And Rutgers is winning the Big Ten. So. <laughs> no, they're not. No, I was winning the Big Ten. Minnesota looks really bad. But that could also that could mean Michigan's really good. That uh, also does not change my faith in my prediction of Minnesota making the Big Ten championship. So row the boat, PJ Fleck. We still rowing. Stay woke. Hashtag go go beeves. Oh wait, that's BVU, not Minnesota. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, <laughs> go beeves. Uh, go beeves. No. What was I saying? God dang it. But if Michigan goes out and they lose to Michigan State now, it'll prove my theory that the Big Ten is all straight average. (laughs) But they're not. They literally, (laughs) bowl game wise, are the second best in the entire nation. Obviously, besides Ohio State, everyone in the Big Ten is like the equivalent of the Oh, really? Oh, really? Wisconsin has a top 10 defense every year, but they're average. Back to my point. But if Michigan loses to Michigan State this week. Well, I thought we were talking about a YouTube channel. <laughs> God, okay, so back to – Why are Michigan. you holding a Wii Sports disc? Why are you having huh. back scratchers and Wii Sports discs? Oh. This is Minecraft. It's a Minecraft disc. You disrespectful. If anybody wants like to join the score check Minecraft server, uh, we'll drop the link in the chat. Well, what chat? Did I check out the video? podcast. Uh, if we check out make the podcast a YouTube comments. I, hold on, sh- stop. I gotta say something. If we make a YouTube, I will post the, the clip of Max talking about the YouTube on our Twitter and tell everyone to go to subscribe. <laughs> and like and subscribe for f- possible free merch from ballslife.com. <laughs> stop. Yeah, look, yeah, look, look what they got. Hey, bro. They now what we need to do three. is we need to just start a three on three v three challenge. And be like, yo, anyone, anyone that can run us three v three. Uh, Pull up City Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay. guys, you can't use this cord to run a YouTube channel. <laughs> okay, can, let, let me get my point out. But if Michigan loses <laughs> to Michigan State, that even that proves Michigan is bad, and so is Minnesota because Mich- Minnesota got beat by thirty. Okay, timeout. Row the boat. Go Goats. First <laughs> off. They didn't have a punter or a kicker. It doesn't matter. They didn't score. They could. They had to kick the ball. It didn't go past the thirty. They, they could have scored in starting position at the forty every time. Uh, Tanner Morgan could have got downfield and scored. He did. They have like twenty some. What more do you want from him? Um, competition. Fifty. I mean, come on, man. You know Big Ten football. Which guys are play defense in the Big Ten? They play defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys like high-scoring games, but Big Ten games were more high-scoring than Big 12 games. Makes yeah, sense. because like the Big, the Ten, big teams Ten teams did not play the other good Big Ten teams. Facts. Indiana and Penn State was a great game. If you say well, Iowa like, State and Oklahoma State are going to be the two top teams in the conference. That's very They popular. still put up Unless more points K-State. than the Big Ten normally does. And really? Oklahoma State really? has the best really? – 
Really? Let's look that up. Let's look that up. Penn. Iowa State and Oklahoma State did not State. have that much points. They had like 40, so 48. In 50. Come on. the Anna. Hmm. I'm talking about 36, an average 35. Big Ten. I am talking 36, about an average 35. Big Ten week. An average no. Big Ten week, they are not outscoring what Iowa State and Oklahoma State just put up, and they are That's the two true. best teams in the conference. That's true. You guys don't watch Big Ten football. You wouldn't know. We're and also, we, can we talk about how Wisconsin literally handed the ball off 50 times? They did. They also said that they were going to run the ball more because they wanted to get their quarterback into a groove. So I, I would just like to say that me saying that they run the ball 40 times a game is not an exaggeration. It is, but okay. Sure. They also blow, they also blow teams out. Sure. What, 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 what are they going to do with no Graham Mertz? Run the ball 40 times. They're, they're losing him. They're just going to keep postponing until he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll play. Graham Mertz for Heisman. He played five games. Um, he'd be playing in six, buddy. He's oh, yeah, missing six. two games. Yeah. But yeah, no. Um, Minnesota's trash as per usual. Michigan's trash as per usual. Wisconsin all the way. Hey, I have a question, guys. Can we call out? Can we call out uh, through the wire and challenge them to a game of three on three? You guys don't get Derek. Derek's too big. Actually, no. Sure. Derek can come off the bench. Yeah, only, Derek. Derek can be your bench player, the, but Pierre, Mike, Kenny, bro, you guys are gonna get ran. We'll we'll but, kick you guys. But Derek can only come in for Pierre because they're the two best players. But, uh, but right, uh, let's roll. closing points on college football. Uh, Big Ten's back. Wisconsin had a close uh, game. Brock Purdy, best quarterback in Big 12. Big 12. Um, Oklahoma State's look, defense looks really good. Not great, but really good. Uh, I'm not even going to lie. Like, that was crazy. I didn't expect that at OB State, but it was crazy. So, first question. I am known as one of the best running backs to ever go to my university. That can be so many running backs. Barry Sanders. Emmett Smith. No. Jonathan Taylor. Darren McFadden. I'm just giving you hints. David Montgomery. No. Okay. David Montgomery is. What? Next hint. Next hint. Oh, okay. Next hint. Next hint. I, I finished my college career with 2,228 career rushing yards. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. That's what I was going <laughs> Just for that. It's. I got to look something up. Was it Melvin Gordon? No. Or was that not enough for Melvin Gordon? Max, how much you want to bet this is a Wisconsin running back? Oh, I'm trying to think. Barry Alvarez? Oh, wait. Barry Alvarez is a coach. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't think past Melvin Gordon. <laughs> Monte Ball, James White, Corey Clement, Jonathan Taylor, Ron Dane, John Clay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You messed up, Colin. Never oh, say well. that. <laughs> so the career rushing yards for this man was 2,228. Melvin Gordon in his senior season alone, 2,587. Yeah, okay. What's the next hit? Okay. <laughs> we get it, that Daniel. Was, that was disrespectful, Colin. <laughs> What's the next hit here, buddy boy? I was literally just thinking of a Wisconsin running back. I finished sixth in the Heisman voting in 2008. 2008, bro. Who was in college in 2008? Let me think. Bro, Not gonna do Rice. For me. One more hit was in the Big Ten. So it's a Wisconsin running back. Didn't say that. 
I don't know. I this. I honestly have no clue either. Wore the number twenty-three. Still is, doing nothing. Corey Clement. Is Corey Clement the number six? Chris Johnson. He wasn't in the Big Ten, was he? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, Daniel. <laughs> I, I'm still giving hints. Don't worry. Because oh. uh, I want you to guess. Eddie Lacy. Okay. Was not in the Big Ten. Chris Johnson was in, in two thousand eight. <laughs> Chris Johnson was in the CUSA. All right, Dude, give me some more hints. Let's that's roll. cool. <laughs> he has two N's in his first name. Uh, <laughs> no, <dude. laughs> uh, he plays in what would now be called the Big Ten West. Uh, okay. So, I don't Wisconsin, think I know this guy's name, Max. Wisconsin, Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, those teams in the I'm Big Ten West. Big time hints. Like basically the answer in hits. First name starts with an S. Last name starts with a G. Samuel Gregory. S H S H G R. Drafted Sean Gunther. First name Alexander. Sean Alexander. Sean. No, he got the first name right. S O S H O O N. Sean Green. Yes. Uh, I knew that guy. I knew that whole time. <laughs> I did not know that guy. He played in Iowa, did he? Dude, sorry. He I did. I hated he Iowa did. for the longest time. He did I didn't play know Iowa. that until Daniel basically gave me the answer. <laughs> Next one. Uh, one sec. Next guy. Where's the number 15 for his team? We're going to get a sport? College football. I, I'm Brock adding another Purdy. one. It's Brock Purdy. Nope, you don't need that. It's Brock Purdy. No. It's not Brock Purdy. It's Brock Position. Purdy. No, you're wrong. You gave The answer has to be Brock Purdy if you're going to give something that. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not Brock Purdy. Think of other players that wore the number 15. I need a position. Quarterback. Three-time Heisman finalist. Three-time Heisman finalist. Oh, three-time Heisman finalist? Okay, now i got to actually Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah, it's Tim Tebow. It was Brock Purdy, but Colin said it as a joke, so I switched it to Tebow. <laughs> I knew it. No, I was not. Dude, I knew it was freaking Brock. You said it as a joke. I hate you, bro. I hate you. <laughs> I did that on Oh, you're just trying to kill my greatness right now. I should get a point for that. I should you get, like, seven you points You said it as a joke. Don't even think. No, I didn't. That's a lot. No, I think he was a Next joke. person. And, oh, I played two. two to I, I added that one as a joke. But, uh. Okay. Next person played baseball at the University of Tennessee. Dude, I don't know anyone that played baseball at the University Continue. of Tennessee. Max, Max knows exactly who I'm talking about. As soon as I say the name, he's going to feel stupid. Known as one of the best Colorado Rockies ever. No one Arenado. Did not play at Tennessee. I Dustin don't know. Who Continue. Career, 300 and, career 369 home runs. Very bad. Nope. Nothing. Hit 762 home runs. We're just naming names. People still got nothing. Oh, Max, you're kidding, right? Conor McGregor. I, I, it's like 940. We've been doing this for like an hour, two hours. I'm losing thought process. Because you guys got off topic for like an hour. Bro, oh, that, that is inaccurate. That is not accurate. One more hint. What's his name start with? He's left-handed. Daniel Bats Murphy. And throw. Bats and throws. 
Charlie Blackman. No. Charlie Villanueva. Second-round pick of the San Diego Padres in the second round of the 1992 draft. All right. I Just tell me how I feel stupid once you tell me. Nickname is the Todd Father. Todd Frazier? Nope. Not, not he's Todd. Not, he's right-handed. I was like, bro, Todd Frazier is not that old. He's also <laughs> I'm just played, saying. Um, played his entire major league career with the Rockies. Todd Gurley. Oh, wait, no, that's football. He Todd. had the first name right. <laughs> Todd Murphy. No. Carlos Gonzalez. No. First name is Todd. It is Todd. His name is no. Todd. No, what's his oh, last name? Todd Johnson. I'm not telling you his last name. <laughs> Todd Smith. Starts with an H. Tom Haverford. Todd Hecker. Oh, wait. No. Tom Haverford. H-E. So oh, it's not God. Todd Hecker? Hecker? No. Who's Todd uh, Hecker? I don't know. Call, Max. Max is just typing Todd H-E into his search bar. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even think of who this is. Max, come on, man. I, dude, you've been having me go at this for like days. Todd Herman? No. Helton? Yes. Oh, yeah. Max, come on, bro. I literally put Todd H E in there and I just oh, read names. Max, Max, I'll feel. Okay, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Scorecheck. Of course, we had some lovely time talking about the MVP, Corey Seager, you know, some NBA free agency. We gave you our mock draft predictions. We talked about Russell Wilson and how we don't really think, you know, the three picks matters that much. We talked about how Graham Mertz has COVID and now, and, um, yeah, and you know, if you guys want to see us play basketball on a YouTube channel and beat through the the through the wire podcast, feel free to let us know. Go follow us on Twitter. But that's it for this week, guys. We will see you all in the next podcast. Hopefully, we get it out next week.